it's really powerful to um, learn to be a student, right? And 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 to that, that's getting more and more difficult. To be honest with you, because our lives are far too curated. If you want, you can watch Kim Kardashian videos and World Star Hip Hop all day long. You don't have to consume. You don't have to consume anything that really edifies you or or grows you or raises you up. That's why I love the podcast phenomenon because, you know, it's really powerful to just hear people kind of unpack real issues that impact our lives. Success on Demand is like this dope sisterhood of strong, ambitious women who love business but crave success. We come together and talk self-improvement, goals, and even life stories. And more than anything, we're a part of a community for us and by us. Let's have Boss Talk. What's good, you guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to Success On Demand. I have a very special episode in store for you guys today. Um, Not just um, a woman in a platform that I love, but a woman in a platform that I know you guys will love too. So I'm just not going to drag it out anymore. I want to go ahead and introduce Denise. And I'm going to give her a few moments here to introduce herself the way only she knows how. And then we'll jump right into the rest of the interview. Hi, everyone. I'm Denise Hamilton. I'm CEO and founder of WatchHerWork.com. WatchHerWork is a digital platform for women who want to take charge of their careers and are ready to move their career in a different direction. Um, I always say I have the best job in the world because my job is essentially I curate female brilliance. I film Mm. successful women and I organize their advice on the web. So you have it when you need it. Questions like, how do I ask for a raise? What do I do if my boss hits on me or a client hits on me? Um, How do I handle somebody taking my ideas um, in a meeting? What, you know, how do I tell them I'm pregnant? All these things um, are issues that women face in their careers and you don't always know what to do. And so, of course, they tell you, get a mentor, get a mentor, get a mentor, but not everybody can find a mentor. And definitely, there's not just one person that can steer your whole career. So at Watch Your Work, we give you access to hundreds. We have over 6,000 videos and we're filming every day to make sure there isn't a question that you want the answer to that you can't get from Watch Your Work. Oh my gosh. So I thought I had my questions lined up for you. You know, I thought that I had them lined up, but now we're going to have to take a whole nother route because you touched on some things. I had no idea that you guys had that much going on. Like, so I'm definitely going to pull some out that just popped in my brain, but we'll go ahead and um, start with just more about you. So just tell me who is Denise and what is your background like? Um, you know, people always ask me why I started Watch Your Work and I started Watch Your Work because I needed to solve my own problem. Mm. I've been a female executive for about mm, 25, 27 years. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I'm a lot older than I look. This is a blessing. Melanin. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) But, um, 
you know, when you are the only African-American or the only woman in a situation, everybody wants to take you to lunch. They want to pick your brain. They want to. And what people don't really understand about women at this level is you're breathing your own rare air. You don't see your own kids. You don't have time to hang out with your own friends. So you feel this responsibility and you want to help. But you know, I don't want to take on your career too. I'm still fighting a battle. Wow. <laughs> you know, my career is still a battle. So, so I, it really struck me that we were having this un, really unfair expectation of all the um, women executives that they're now in charge of the careers of every woman behind yes. them. And that's why the relationships don't work. You know, the other piece of it too, is I'll say, um, you know, a relationship that you can't activate doesn't yep. matter, right? It, it just doesn't matter. Like that's an associate and, you know, they're taking up space in your Rolodex. But if I can't call you from jail, <laughs> if you won't drive the regular getaway car, like, you know, if I can't call you when I need you, then this is, it's kind of a, a, a farce. And think about it. If you match me with the hot shot mentor chick, the VP of the blah, 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 my company, Am I going to call her and say, you know what, Lisa, I cried in that meeting. I just lost my temper and I just started crying. Right. right. Like I need help. I need to know what to do in that situation to repair the damage. But the person that's supposed to help me, I'm afraid to call because they're going to judge me, criticize me as my stock is going to go down yes. with them. Right. So I think that it's really important to be honest about how people really are and what women really need in terms of support and transparency is a piece of that. Um, the, <laughs> the other piece of it that that's been really important to me is, you know, I'm, I'm a diverse candidate, right? I always am. I've, I've been the only black woman in more situations than I can even <laughs> list for you. And diversity is important. It makes our experience wildly different. So why do we get all of our advice from Sheryl yeah. Sandberg? Sheryl Sandberg has a morning nanny mm -hmm. and an evening nanny. We do not have the same life. We don't have the same life. So I, it was really critical for me when we built Watch Your Work that we were interviewing all kinds of women from all different walks of life. You know, work is different if you're pretty yes. than if you're not. If you're tall or if you're short, if you are an extrovert or if you are shy and quiet, like you're, so you need to hear from people that are successful yes. that are like you. So that's why we interview so many different women um, so that we can make sure we're really capturing different perspectives. I'm five foot 11, right? I'm an extrovert. It's easy for me to say, you need to go in there and you need to tell him that this is how it's going to go. To, like, yep. I could probably pull that off. But if you but if you can't pull that off, my advice didn't help you. Yes. It made you feel worse. And so I just want people to have access to the information that just, you know, makes them feel like they can do it. I have uh, worked as a commercial real estate broker at CB Richard Ellis. You know, I've, I've been places that you don't see a lot of minorities and, and definitely not a lot of women. 
And um, I know how valuable it is to have somebody you could pick up the phone and call or a place that you could go and you could get the answers. So one of my, um, and I'm fortunate that I have a lot of great friends that will help me, right? But one of my one of my sayings is is you shouldn't have to have powerful mm. friends to have powerful information. We need to make the information accessible to everyone. Why do I have to be friends with you for you to tell me how to negotiate severance? Why can't you just tell me? <laughs> why, right. why, why we gotta go to lunch <laughs> and we gotta go like just tell me what is all of that? Like we set up all these barriers and boundaries, and it's like nobody has time for all of that. Um, so I, I just try to incorporate all the pieces of my career and weave them into this experience. And so far, so great. Listen, first and foremost, <laughs> we're just gonna end the interview right there. And I'm gonna just give, <laughs> I'm gonna give you the whole podcast. I'm gonna just give you the whole thing. Because <laughs> listen, I was sitting here, I had to stop myself from taking too many notes. Because I was like, I, if you take too many notes, you're not going to be able to pay attention to the next question. So <laughs> first, I totally agree with you with women needing a place or someone to talk to or to go to who they know they can ask a question and get an answer without feeling judged. And I think mm-hmm. that it's a huge deal now specifically because I think there's other women who are starting to realize that and even just allowing women to share their testimony so other women can be like, oh yeah, okay, well then that that gives me the freedom to go ahead and share mine too. And that's where it starts. So I think that that's something that really resonated with me. I definitely agree with a ton of things that you said, and I'm just going to allow it to go into the next question that I have for you, because I wondered with your platform being dedicated to women in general, do you find that there's still a niche that attracts to your, your brand? Or is it just that all women, you know, seem to find something that helps them with watch your work? Well, you'll be surprised to know that 13% of my audience is male. What? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, you know, you, you learn the people that are really like committed to learning about people and how people tick and how they work and what they mm-hmm. care about. Those are the people that are going to dominate the next century. Right. Um, and I think that's who it is. It's managers. It's um, HR folks. It's people that want to understand the female experience in their own words. There aren't a lot of places in um, our current society where you can get advice from just the everyday regular woman. I get I get a lot of pushback. Oh, you should have celebrities. And I know this person. I can get this person on your on your channel. And I'm like, no, I don't need that. I want regular woman. I want to know exactly how the person who is, you know, parking in the same parking spot next to me, walking through the same dark parking lot in the middle of the night to, yeah. you know, to get to the, their car. Like, I want to know how they are doing it. It doesn't help me to um, hear how celebrities are doing it. Right. Um, you know, so I think it, it's just, it's really powerful to um, learn, to be a student, right? Yeah. And, and, and to that, that's getting more and more difficult, to be honest with you, because our lives are far too curated. Mm-hmm. If you want 
you can watch Kim Kardashian videos and World Star Hip Hop all day long. Literally. You don't have to consume. You don't have to consume anything that really edifies you or or grows you or raises you up. That's why I love the podcast phenomenon because you know it's really powerful to just hear people kind of unpack real issues that impact our lives. Yeah. Um, and and it's really getting harder and harder to get meat. Everybody is choosing milk, um, you know, and so mm-hmm. <laughs> so so I think that it's really important to to um, I always shout out my male um, uh, audience members because <laughs> I think that takes. Uh, that's a really conscientious person, someone who is really um, serious about being a great manager or a great leader. Um, And I really wanted to have content for men because this is a conversation, right? This is a conversation. We all have to work together. Um, We all have to work together and we all um, have to operate in this work environment together. So I love the idea that men are um, active members of my community. And I love that too. Like I, a lot of the stuff that, that me and you are talking about, I, within the last few days, I've literally just had a conversation about it with someone else because I was, someone was telling me that they wanted to, um, start a platform for men to motivate them. And I was like, Mm -hmm. you know what? That's very needed because the biggest platforms that inspire and empower women some men have to go there just because of the lack of you know platforms or information that they have to get the same kind of information but geared and you know formulated for them and I think that it's a huge deal that 13 percent of your audience yeah. is men and it's literally called watch her work so you watch know that they're- <laughs> they are they're watching her work yes. they are watching her work they want to watch her work too right. they're literally we are all um i mean these men there's men that are getting mentored by women there's yeah. men like we all need to work together we all we're all in the same game you need to row row the boat in the same direction and we'll solve these problems yes. you know we you mentioned sexual harassment and i've been having a lot of conversations as you can imagine mm-hmm. i've been on a lot of radio shows and a lot of um television interviews and and newspaper article interviews about this issue and um you know of course the thing is well what about women that falsely accuse and what about you know what if you are living your life in a certain way and you don't see the the office as your dating pool oddly enough you won't have those problems yep right (laughs) so so yeah there's always going to be women that are conniving that are um don't have your best interest at heart but there's a way to avoid those women do your job Mm -hmm. treat me like an equal and don't treat the the office as your dating pool then there's a whole set of problems you won't ever have and there's a good and bad to everything everything. people take everything and they can either use it for good or they can use it for bad but we can't let it skew our vision of the good side or the bad side because they're separate absolutely Absolutely. So I definitely agree with that. And something else that you said earlier about, um, you know, you don't want to have every person who's coming on talking about their experiences be a celebrity because their circumstances may be different. 
than the majority of the women, you know, who are coming to get that information. And I think that's a huge deal, especially when, just like you said, a woman having to park in a garage and having, you know, to walk in a dark area or the woman who has to get up at five in the morning to get her kids to a school that she thinks fits for them, you know, but then has to come back across town for work. Like all of that kind of stuff is like huge, um, you know, different circumstances that people have to go through. And I'm happy that you take that into consideration. I do. I take it very seriously. It's it's interesting. I was talking to a woman about sexual harassment um, last week and she said, I don't know why these women don't speak up. Um, You know, when I was 17, I was working at with the bank and the manager and I were in a house that we were foreclosing on and we were in the house by ourselves and he tried to force himself on me and kiss me. And I slapped him and told him that would never happen again. And she was very proud of herself. And she's like, I don't understand why these women don't say something. And I had to stop her and I had to say, oh, did you miss the car? No. Mm. She's like, what do you mean? I said, did your kids eat that day? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she was like, I didn't have any kids. Right. Mm -hmm. So if your child has asthma, your child has asthma and your boss is like, you can't afford to not have health insurance. So it's really easy for people who don't have the same consequence to tell you what you should do in that situation but what we have to do is create a space that the people that are really struggling and dealing with these challenges um have a safe place to really um tell their stories and we're gonna believe their stories right so i don't i'm not remotely interested you know i had a guy tell me he's six foot six foot four and he's telling me like i mean you just gotta speak up for yourself i said oh do you have to speak up six four you usually got to speak up for yourself. You've never been physically intimidated. That, you know, I say I, I, I have. I'm, t- I'm a tall woman. I'm a big woman, mm. and I know that I've been like, you know, waiting. Uh, uh, Jeff is getting on the elevator, and I'm at my <laughs> desk shuffling, shuffling papers so that I don't get on the elevator with him because I know he's creepy. Wow. I was like, you never had that experience. Right. And I was like, we can't let people who don't have the experience dole out all the advice. That's why I don't believe in 24 year old life coaches. Like, Mm. take it easy. I'm going to need you to live some life first. I'm going to need you to live some life. I'm going to need that. I'm happy that you said that because (laughs) I'm only, I'm only 27. Okay. So like a few years ago, I was like, oh, I want to help people. Like I want to, I want to coach them. I want to blah, 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 blah. And you know what God said? Pump your brakes. Like pump your brakes. (laughs) Like, listen, because I promise you the year after that, God showed me some things and put me through some things that let me know that right. I knew nothing. I knew right. nothing about nothing and I still got a ways to go. So it's like, I, I definitely agree with that. And that's a huge deal. Not even to right. to make people feel like, oh, you, you won't have kids. Don't tell me nothing. Not like that, but just more so like take a take a second before you give out advice and step back and say, you know what, do I really know what I'm talking about. Do I really you know, know do I and, feel and, you? <laughs> and, having, and having a logo is not the same as having wisdom. Mm. Okay. It's, it's not the same thing. It feels the same, but it's not the same thing. So you have to be really careful. And so when I select 
um, women that I feature on my site. I want women that have been through the trenches. I want women that have had a sick child or they've had a miscarriage and everybody in the office knows. How did they recalibrate that relationship? Like I really seek out women who have had um, varying experiences so that they can tell you something. Right. Because if, if I don't, I don't want you to step in the same puddles I stepped in. What's the point of that? We shouldn't be making the same mistakes we made uh, 40 years ago, 30 years ago. Things should change, but they're not going to change if we don't have a real transfer of knowledge and wisdom. And the truth of the matter is that, you know, in our culture, we marginalize older women. You start having some wrinkles and they start pushing you to the Mm -hmm. side. And guess what? Those are the chicks that know where the bodies are buried. They know where all the good info is. They know don't do this, do that. Don't zig here. Don't zag. Like they know that. And so I'm really excited about creating a space to create a real transfer of knowledge between the generations. Mm -hmm. Because we don't really talk to each other like we need to. And by the time we do, it's too late. I feel like it's too the, late. the older women, I love me a good old seasoned, fine as wine woman to talk to. I love like, <laughs> Seriously, like whenever I'm out and people are like, this old lady was talking to me for 15 minutes. I'm like, oh, I don't mind. Because every time somebody right. talks to me like that randomly too, I feel like I always grab something out of it that I may not be able to use right then, but I always end up using it. And I, I right. think that in the beginning, um, especially once we hit our early 20s, because I'm, I'm just not getting into my late 20s, I feel like we're, oh, we know everything, you know, I, I don't need anybody to tell me what I need to do. Oh, 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 and my favorite, it's different oh. now. <laughs> I love that one. I was like, oh, is it different now? Is it different now? Okay. I couldn't say that one because my mama don't play that. She'll play that. So I had to... <laughs> I had to be like, no, mom, I got this. Like, I got it. And she was like, okay, I'm going to let you go ahead and, you know, do what you think that you know that you're doing. But no, you know, but I feel like once once I finally, you know, got to the point, even with my grandma, my great, great grandma, to where I want to talk to them, it's like I'm trying to rush. I'm trying to be like, okay, you know, I want to sit and talk to you all the time now. When if we just open, if we open ourselves up and are receptive to that information, earlier on, I feel like it would really benefit us. Absolutely. And I think there's a geographical piece to this too, right? Like if you live in Paducah, Kentucky, (laughs) if you live in, um, you know, Madison, Wisconsin, if you live in a smaller town, a smaller city, you may, you may not have access to the senior vice president of the CIO of direct energy, but that doesn't mean you're not as ambitious as another Mm -hmm. person. That's not what that means. So I want to make sure that you have access to all of it that you're not you're not you know left out like I'm tired of people of us being left out I think if there's one thing that all of the um sexual harassment um things revelations that we have seen have taught us is these dudes were doing this for 20 and 30 years years they were doing this right which means that sometimes you know it's not everybody and 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 there are good men there are bad men like I don't you know paint everybody with the same brush but that there are people that are actively working against you Mm -hmm. so for your professional success and I don't know that we ever we always perceive it that way we think oh I'm gonna just go in here and work hard 
No, like there's so many moving parts to this thing. And so if you have a woman that has climbed that mountain and she is senior vice president of the blah, blah, blah. Like you better ask her, what did you do? And so then what did you say? And then how to go? You better have some questions for her because it is gonna, like she's telling you the stuff that is gonna change your life. I hate to break it to millennials. I love y'all. Y'all are very, very cute. But (laughs) um, the same stuff of we're gonna take on the world. We're gonna make it different. We're gonna whatever. That's the stuff we said when we came out of college. Mm-hmm. And guess what? The, the number of women on corporate boards, flat. The number of women head of, of the um, of Fortune 500s, flat. Have we had a female president? No. Like, we better start working on the things that really move the needle. Yes. If we are going to make this world a different place. And that requires us working together. Yes. And so one thing I love about Watch Her Work is it it allows older women and younger women to sew into each other wisdom, best practices. So again, you don't have to step in the same potholes. Uh, and so if we can get a, a true exchange of information going, man, they can't stop us. You can't. You, I'm having to put my hand on the top of my head to keep myself from getting too high. <laughs> okay? <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. I'm still on top of my head because I'm trying to just hold my excitement. I cannot believe that you just said what you said because that's literally what success on demand is for. Like, I feel like there was a lot of things, This because this is my third, you know, brand or business. And I feel like in the beginning stages, when I first decided, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur, there was so much stuff that if I had just sat down and spoken to a woman who went through, you know, half of what I'm going through now and had a, a heart to heart with her. And she said, hey, you know, you know, don't do this or all money's not good money or make sure that you have a, a business card. You know, when you're out and about, make sure you're not giving out your personal number willy nilly. Get a Google voice. You know, there. if I could have had that conversation with someone in the beginning, I wouldn't have had to, you know, have those same hurdles that she had because now Absolutely. we know better. So it's just, I think that that is super, super, super important. And I think that as women, just like you said, because you guys had the same goals that we have now, I think that the disconnect is that women, we as women have to figure out a way to come together and not feel as if we're either competing with each other or that, you know, this has to be mine and, you know, you're just helping out or my name has to be here and just realize that it's all about us just working together, period. We can be nameless, honestly, as long as we're working together and just trying to build everybody up so that we can all as a collective be better and achieve our goals. So I think, yeah, that- I think. Yeah, I'm going. I was just gonna say you just touched my heart with that one. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. You know, and and I think that we have to be really careful. Um, you know, I hear a lot of women say, "Oh, women don't get along. Women don't help each other." We're we're getting along right now, mm-hmm. and we're supporting each other right now. Like that, I think that is a 100 a myth. I think there's people who don't get along. Ooh. I don't. Get, guys don't get along with each other. Everybody doesn't get along. Like, it's just a ridiculous statement. Just because we're all female doesn't mean I have to agree with everything you say. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that I have to deal. Like you know, I've had I've mentored um, um, young women. Oh, you didn't help me. You didn't advance me for that promotion, ma'am. You didn't come to work on time, yeah. ma'am. 
Did you work for it? Did you? Like you're not gonna get it just because I'm a woman, right? Like, like show up for each other. Make me proud. Make it easy for me to advance you. Yeah. When when I say your name in a meeting and I say, you know what, we really need to advance Crystal or Candace or Lisa or they need to be like, yep, we sure do because she's been killing it. I don't don't make don't put me in a position that gotta I gotta explain. Well, you know, well, what happened? Well, you know, she lost three clients. What? Three clients? And I don't know. And I'm, inv- I'm, I'm putting my brand on the line for you. Yeah. And you're not showing up fully. Right. So I think that that we need to like, don't don't carry somebody else's myth. Mm. Okay. It's a myth. People don't get along. Yeah. People, not women. People don't always get along. And make sure that you're working to build solid relationships. Your brand is of such that people think highly of you. They respect you. They want to work with you. That's it. Mm. Um, I, my job is literally women. I talk to women all day long. I have hundreds of women that we've interviewed. And I have a waiting list of 500 people that want to be interviewed. Oh my women help each other. Women help. I can say that unequivocally. You just have to, water seeks its own level. And if you are always in mess, I don't know, maybe you're bringing the mess with you. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like, if you are in a situation that you're always in some kind of drama, some kind of disagreement, some kind of, like, stop stop buying into the myth. Well, you know, you know women can't work together. Well, you know it's messy when all these women get together. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I need to work better to create a space and a dynamic Yes. That is, that is excellence. That is all about excellence. So I don't, I don't have anybody that brings me gossip because they know I don't entertain gossip. Yes. Right. So be the kind of person that only excellence thrives around you, and that's what you will attract. Oh yes. It, that is every so time. true. And I feel like um, just this year in itself, I had a a major goal to check myself before anybody else had to check me. And I feel Mm. like that helped me in a lot of situations because in situations where I'm like, you know, well, I feel like I deserve this. Just like how you said, well, did you come to work on time? You know, do you actually deserve this? I had to sit down and be like, well, how many times were you late? You know, (laughs) do you know how to speak to people once they've gotten on your nerves? You know, do you know how to handle yourself in situations where you have you've done nothing wrong? You know, do you know how to give good customer service? And I think that that in itself in totally other different situations really helped me to recognize where maybe I could have done better or maybe I've fallen short right there. And it helped me to see where I needed to improve, too. And and I think that is the, that is really what I want this platform to be about. Look, let, there's a lot of injustice in the world, right? There's no doubt about it. We need better childcare in this country. We need um, better laws around, um, uh, you know, school about education and quality of education. Like, there's a lot of things that need to be fixed. Mm-hmm. But at the bottom line, at the end of the day, you're in charge of you. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of stuff that is within, fully and completely within your control. What? Right? Yes. Fully 
and completely within your control. So I can't control everything, but I can control the things I can control. Yes. And once I get bring those variables under submission, all of a sudden my life starts changing. Mm. Things start moving, things start shaking, they start going in different directions, things start happening, right? And so I, I my challenge to um, to people as they feel like they're stuck, things aren't going well, like stop. You know what? I am exhausted every day. I need to start exercising so I have more energy. I don't have any stamina to get stuff done. That's not about the man. The man ain't stopping you from getting exercise. Uh, yep, yep, yep. That's nobody's stopping you from We're doing eating that. better. You're, or anything or eating better or whatever so that you can have more energy because I, I feel like I'm falling asleep at my desk falling asleep feeling feeling tired is not a crime staying tired Ooh. is right like you have to control the things that you can control and if you focus there man no I mean nobody can stop you you know what because more you the the number of people that are committed to mediocrity is just shocking. They're committed to it. They are doubling for it and will fight for it. So if you step forward and you have even a modicum of excellence, you are really just trying to, to grow and be your highest and best self. Like who can stop you? Nobody. Who can stop you in a sea of average? Mm -hmm. That's why it's called average. It's it's this where it's how everyone else is. So as soon as you decide I'm not I'm not regular. So I'm going to do things that aren't regular. You know, am I am I uncomfortable talking to people of different races? Mm-hmm. Do I treat the white people in my office different than I treat the black people? Do I get the, like like what are the things that I need to do that I have to grow and, and improve on? You know, and once you kind of get out of your comfort zone and you say, I'm going to go for the brass ring, I'm going to ask for that additional project. I'm going to reach for that different opportunity. Like, it's funny. All of a sudden, you'll be an overnight success. You'll be lucky. I love when people tell me I'm lucky. I'm not Mm -hmm. lucky. I am not lucky. I work extremely hard. Yep. And I've created a space for my life. And you can, too. Nobody's stopping that you. That is so true. And that's why self-development, this has been like the year of self-development. And not even just for me, but even the resources and things that have become more easily accessible for people to be able to, you know, listen to something that talks about, excuse me, controlling your thoughts or it talks about how you speak of yourself and how you carry yourself and speaks about how you interact with other people. Just like you said, I feel like it's a it's a huge deal when you can recognize that, hey, you know, I ha- I do have this issue with talking to other races or, you know, when right. I speak to men, maybe I don't, um, you know, hold myself the way that I should hold myself to get the opportunities that I'm trying to get. Because at the end of the day, if you sit down and think about what you really want, sometimes you're holding yourself back from them things just because you're not you're not um, developing yourself or trying to get past those things that are holding you back. And I think that absolutely definitely just touched on that. And self-development is it. I think I think um, uh, Khalees, if you watch Game of Thrones, there's a famous line that she says in the movie. She said, people learn to love their chains. People learn to love their chains. And it's so true. 
It's so true. You want to get out of debt? Get out of debt. Decide tomorrow that you're going to get out of debt. Make that decision and just do it. I always tell people, you know, we started Watch Your Work. We're not techies. We we just wanted to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. And we said, you know what? You can learn to make a bomb on YouTube. Yep. So I feel like, you know, we're just going to YouTube it and figure it out. And we've we figured it out. You know, this is a this is such an amazing time um, in life where you can literally become an expert at almost anything if you commit to it over yeah. a couple of weeks. For free. For free. I was for free. Just for free. F-R-E-E, for free. Mm. So I don't understand when people, like people come to me, oh, I don't know how to do this. And I'm like, I don't understand. What do you mean? Like, I don't even receive that. I can't can't receive what you're saying because there is nothing you could want to do that you can't learn or find a partner and they focus on this piece and you focus on that piece. Like they're just, there's no room for excuses. And what I find is there are so many opportunities and so many tools to do things that people do Mm -hmm. nothing. It's like they get overwhelmed. They get overwhelmed and they do nothing. And it's like, so let me get this straight. People are, you know, building stuff from nothing and they're figuring all of this out and we're being left behind because we're watching Kim Kardashian or the Basketball Wives or the whatever. And it's just like, y'all might need to flip in a little podcast about how to start Mm -hmm. a business, about how, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to feed your mind. You have to feed yourself, especially when you consider the educational system in the United States. It's not great. There's some stuff they probably should have taught us in school that they didn't teach us. So let's cry about that for two (laughs) seconds and then let's solve the problem ourselves. You're allowed two seconds to to mourn that. But now there's not a thing you could want to learn that you can't learn. So I just think it's really, really, it's an exciting time. It's not a... This is not a problem. It's an opportunity. I mean, just doing a podcast, just doing it, that you could just decide, set your intention, and you can make that happen. You couldn't do that 10 years ago. You couldn't do that 15 years ago. So this is an amazing time, and I'm so excited to see people step into their purpose and take do what they've got to do to learn what they have to learn, to, you know, to dare to be great. I just, I want to, I'm trying to be great. You, you speak in my mind right now. I am too. (laughs) And I'm happy that you went back to what you said about, you know, people wanting milk and not wanting to the, the trouble of the meat. And I think that, I think that it's all really just a distraction. Honestly, I feel like things like that have always been around just like TV or, you know, when email first came out or, or video games, I feel like it's always something. And right now, just like you said, there are more opportunities to watch junk or take in junk before you take in something that can really lift you up. And for me, I it's, I feel like with everybody, everybody loves something. I love food videos, you know, and whenever I get out of control with those, I stop and I go and watch a nice motivational YouTube video. And a lot of the times if I'm watching, you know, somebody like Eric Thomas or someone, they say something like, while you're sitting around watching, binge binge watching Netflix shows, (laughs) your competitor is out there working 10 times harder than you. And that in itself just snaps me right back to reality. Like, what are you really working for? Like, what do you really want? Next week when you complain, think about that moment. (laughs) And are are you really working hard? Yes. 
I mean, really, uh, really. How many of us are really working hard? We don't want to ask ourselves what does that hard though. Work look like mm-hmm. right. Right. And so so I think it's really um, I mean, you know, the whole meat and milk argument is it is the it is the issue of our generation. It really is. It's the issue of this generation Mm -hmm. because, you know, um, we can be consumers. I think uh, um, black people are the highest users of social media, all the social media platforms. We're the dominant users of this technology. But we make up what less than five percent of these companies. So you you can be a consumer. As, at one point, are we going to become creators? And what does that process look like? And how do you how do you make that happen, right? And the fact that that um, you know people are doing it every day, and they they live in Uzbekistan, they live in Nigeria, they live in whatever, and they're just they don't have a tenth of the resources that we have. And they are doing it. So it's like, figure it out. Stop making excuses. Be really committed to actual hard work. Actual hard work that's measurable, that has goals, that you can look at it and say, I said I was going to do six. Oh, great. I did seven. Like, like real hard work, yes. you know, that is results oriented. And, you know, you're, you're, you'll be a light years ahead of your generation because everybody else is watching TV and playing PlayStation. I so agree. And another thing, just to piggyback on that is be clear, like be clear about what your boundaries are. Be clear about what it is that you really want. Be clear about what you'll actually do and what you won't do. Because I think that uh, mm-hmm. when I first was starting out, I would say, oh, well, I want to have this by next year. Or I want to have 30 clients who call me, you know, two times a week or whatever, you know, goals or whatever it is that I was making. But I wasn't clear on what my boundaries were and what I actually wanted to do as a person. And I think that even just now, this generation as well will see something that someone that's doing that's that looks really cool oh they travel the world oh they they wear forever 21 clothes all day you know and they get paid to do that and we tell ourselves oh well you know I want that too but that may not be what's for us and we wonder right. why we fail at at doing those things or we fail at trying to figure out how to progress past step step one when really it's just that we haven't become clear on what it is that we really want who it is that we are and what we're capable of. Right. You're not attached to purpose. Mm-hmm. Right. You're just, Oh, you're just, you're just following, keeping up with the Joneses. Yes. And, um, it's really important to figure out like, what is your purpose? What is your intention? And I don't mean that you have to have this locked rigid <laughs> plan. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to do, I love, I love y'all's list. Y'all are so cute. I'm going to do, do this by this age. I'm going to do that by that age. I'm going to get, you know, 30 under 30. And I'm going to look, 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 look. Like you have to, you have to have a clear sense of where you want to be, but you can never be married to the path it takes to get there. Because you don't know what it's going to take to get there. You don't know if you knew you'd already be doing it. 
You've never done it before. So you don't know what it's going to take to get here. So I, I've had to change my business plan because I learned more information, got exposed to different content, different opportunities. Like you have to be flexible. You have to be clear about what you're wanting to do and what the direction that you're heading, but you've got to be flexible about the methods. You've got to be open. You don't know where wisdom is going to come mm-hmm. from. You just, you don't know. You don't have any idea. You know, you can be sitting, um, talking to your, your cousin at Thanksgiving dinner and he says something and you're like, huh? Light bulb. Huh? Light bulb. <laughs> like that's, you just don't know where it's going to come from and you have to stay really open and earnest and like that, like we talked about earlier, like being physically fit. I'll tell you what, like that one brought me to my knees. It was like being an entrepreneur is a hustle. You need to be in good shape. You need to have great energy. You have to have clarity. You have to clean up your house. Fatigue is real. Fatigue is real. Isolation is real. When you don't, it's don't go to office every day and now you're just kind of by yourself all the time like there are real challenges to entrepreneurialism and you you want to create a um a community and a support structure that you have people to talk to about challenges and and you're you know i mean you really you can get mentored by oprah because there's seven million videos of oprah on online and td jakes Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, you don't, that, that is a blessing. If you don't, you used to have to have X thousand dollars and get on a plane and go meet with it. Like to see that you have them all at your fingertips. How can you possibly be sitting around watching family guy? How can he, I mean, really? That's how, I mean, that's how I feel about it. Everybody has their shows and I'm down for entertainment, but people that kind of fill their lives with nonsense, I'm just like, I got to get out here and get this money. I'm trying to make a dollar out of 15 what? cents. nothing. Because <laughs> huh. sometimes you got nothing to start with. So all you right. got is an Instagram or something that's going to help you build that's something. Right. That's right. I mean, how can you not? I mean, there's so many practices that I have learned just from like, reading articles or watching something on YouTube or just just being a student of the game. If you want to play the game, you got to be a student of the game. You got to know where the walls are. You got to know what the rules are. You got to know what's possible. How can you possibly know what's possible if you don't engage the game? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Right? So that if there's one piece of advice like just just be voracious. Just have an appetite and be a perpetual learner keep an open spirit to how you do things and be open to like learning new paths and new processes and getting great suggestions and the world just it just belongs to you if you do that yes and I think that even just with all of the the media and content that's out there right now it's so easy to see something today and wake up tomorrow and change and your whole life completely change because it's completely just saying the next time somebody um cuts me off at work or hangs up on me at work I'm not gonna allow that to influence my entire day you know I'm gonna start waving at people at work and smiling and letting people know that I'm approachable 
or whatever. It's just, it can be so little. And I think that it can change. I'm going to volunteer for this team. I'm going to volunteer for that project. I'm nervous. I don't know how to do all of it, but I'm going to risk not being perfect. Right. Perfection is perfection to kill a dream quicker than failure. It'll never come out. It'll never come out. out. I I have so many clients that I'm just like, so are we going to do it? Is it going to happen? You know, because like I'm not interested in wasting time. But well, I just have this to tweak. I have that to tweak. No, you don't put it in the world. Just put it in the world. Just put it out there. Okay, maybe it won't be perfect. Guess what? Somebody will call you and say, oh, Denise, there's a typo. And guess what you'll do? You'll fix the typo. Yes. That's, I mean, you can't be so afraid of criticism. And also, don't be a critic. Mm. Don't be a person. Don't be one of the people that stops other people from trying new things. Because you're the first one to say, well, I, I, didn't, I knew she couldn't mm. do it. I didn't think she had it in her. Don't be that person. Be an encourager, right? Be an encourager, and that's what you'll reap. You'll be all of a sudden you'll look around and you're surrounded by encouragers because water seeks its own yes. love. So be the person that feeds other people and encourages other people and leads and, and makes them feel like they can do it. Because guess what? You're gonna need somebody to make you feel like you could do it mm-hmm. sometimes. So just be, just really be encouraging. Be a be a person that believes in other people and supports their dreams. Share that little tip or that resource with, you know, that person that you know is starting a business or, you know, I mean, like, I just think it's really important to create a community of support of, you know, a group of people that just want to see each other be yes. great. I just think that's And critical. I'm happy that you went back to that. There was two things that you said that resonated with me. The first one is, um, you know, telling people, you know, encourage someone, be an encourager, be the person who lifts people up. And in that same breath, also be careful when you're talking to people, how much you um, take in, like how much you actually internalize. Because when I first started my business, when people, when I would go to someone and I would say, oh, I'm so excited about this. I cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. And they go, well, you're going to quit your job or, oh, you're going to do this. And, oh, how are you going to do that? Because maybe it's not their vision. You know, maybe it's not meant for them to do what you're talking about doing, or maybe they've never been down that road. So they're not fit, just like we talked about before, to give you advice on that. And I think that that's um, something that could really be used if when you don't know something about what someone is trying to tell you about, or if they're coming to you for encouragement, you're not quite sure what to say. Just you got this. You know, you can leave it at you got this. Right. <laughs> you don't have to go on to say yeah. all of the other things. But for the person on the receiving end, just realizing that when someone's telling you something, you don't have to internalize everything. You take what you need you, you, and you give can't. up what you can't right. use. You have to, because uh, otherwise, I mean, nobody can kill a dream quicker than somebody mm-hmm. that loves Ooh. you. Oh, Lord. Yes. I mean, they just, they love you. They will love you to mm-hmm. mediocrity. Because they're afraid for you, too. Sometimes love will they're make people fear for you. Absolutely. They're sincere. They really want the best for you. They want you to be safe. They don't want you to have challenges and struggle. And entrepreneurship is challenge and struggle, right? But they, you know, they don't have your vision. They weren't given your vision. And let me say this. This is a really, this is, you know, we friends now. So we're going to really, let's talk about it. Um... Listen, everybody's not extraordinary. Mm. 
we, you know, I mean, and it's a simple concept, but it's one that is the key to everything. You might be extraordinary. Yes. And the people around you may not be. So when you ask, don't ask amateurs for expert mm. testimony. You know, that's going to be a quote for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. They don't know. They don't know. You asking a, a, a woman that's single how what how you should treat mm-hmm. your husband. She don't know, girl. And she, she can't does help not it. know. Cause she uh, ain't been through she it. She can't help it. She she, it and yet. she might have an advice. She might have thoughts. She might have whatever. But you have to talk people. Talk to people who have been there, who know what's going on. If I've never been to California and I don't have a map, I can't tell mm-hmm. you how to get there. I can't tell you. I don't know. I don't know. So where, where should I eat on my trip to California? I don't I don't know where you should eat. So why am I talking yep. to you? Why am I bearing my heart? Why am I putting myself subject to your mm-hmm. emotions? Your mediocre, average, regular yep. emotions. And I say that exactly the way I mean it. That That you might be gifted. Like, just think, I mean, think of Oprah's life. Think of the blessing on her life. How many people thought this overweight, dark-skinned woman was going to come in here and uproot, turn the whole talk show circuit, tip the Everything. whole thing over? Everything. How many people told her she couldn't do it? You can't do that. I remember when she started the network. And everybody was like, oh, no, nah, she's yep. too big. She's too big for her britches now. I mean, who does she think she is? You know, and your family, the people that love you are the ones that will say that the fastest. Who does she think she is? So you have to have that for yourself. I think I am extraordinary and phenomenal and dynamic. I am not regular. I'm not average. I am not normal. I am extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And I'm ready to take my extraordinary self, my extraordinary dreams to as far as they will let me go. You know, and that's what it is. So you can't have an audience with everybody about everything. You couldn't be more right because they'll they will love you to mm. average. Come over, come over here and be average what? with us. We're because safe. It we makes us feel comfortable. We work it, it makes us feel comfortable. Yeah. And they love you. They love you, honey. They love you. They don't Mm-mm. want you to struggle. Guess what? I'm willing to struggle. I'm willing to struggle because I believe in me and I'm betting on me. And guess what? If it fails. Guess what I'll do? Yep. I'll get back up again. <laughs> because yep. I'm extraordinary. And it's my vision, and I have to see it come to fruition. Uh-huh. Yeah. And what say, you, I won't die. What you said earlier about the perfection, the perfectionist. And I read this book oh. called Show Your Work by Austin Kleon. And it taught me that people, actually, it didn't teach me this. It gave me the tools to start showing my work instead of just trying to hold and harbor everything until it's perfect. And what I realized is that people really love to see the the up process. They love to see what happens behind the, progress. the scenes. Yeah. You know, sometimes they're not expecting per- perfection. Even with, with me, with my podcast, if I release one and something is wrong with it, I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, it sounds awful. And then people are like, that was the best one I ever heard. I'm like, really? <laughs> Like, no, no, I I hated it. But it let me know that people are willing to grow with you and they're not expecting that perfection. Absolutely. And I I think you get a different audience when you do that. Mm -hmm. You get an audience that is just they 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 are supporting you and your message. You know, not everybody that is in the stands are your people. 
right? There's a lot of people who are there just to watch you fall. And I wish it wasn't like that, but that is how it is. So you can't really, you know, in an effort to kind of please everyone and to make sure everyone thinks you're amazing and perfect and like, like be careful of who you take mm-hmm. feedback from. Even as an audience member, listen, done is better than perfect. Yep. Done is better than perfect any day of the week. And we have so many dreams that are trapped behind ear, between oh ears. So many dreams trapped on trapped in notepads, trapped in uh in uh your little note section mm. of your phone. Like you gotta put that stuff in the world because you can't you fix can. it in your head. And sometimes you need that real you world. You have experience. to put it in the world. Yes. yes. Yep. You can't fix it in your head. And that's one of those things, it's a hard concept to swallow because, you know, you you want, you, I mean, we all want to be excellent. But what we have to remember, remember is, you know, you have to measure yeah. what matters, right? And guess what? You have a typo here. You had a, a sound glitch there. Yet, like, that, that is not what excellence is about. Excellence is not perfect sound and perfect text. Excellence is great content that I yeah. care about, that influences my life, that helps me to grow, that makes me a better person. And the people that will grow with you through that process, those are your mm-hmm. people. Those are your real people that will love your product, but you can't fix it between your ears. You got to put it in the world. And it's not going to happen overnight. You just helped me to realize that excellence in itself is a long game. It's not something that just happens. You know, even branding, all of that long Mm -hmm. game. It takes a long time. It's a long game. Yep. It takes consistency. I fall in love with consistency. Anybody can, you can get a logo Mm -hmm. on Upwork. Fever. Right? Like, it's not, I'm not about, uh, I'm not about uh, branding. I'm about Mm -hmm. excellence. So if y'all listen to your, into your, listen to your podcast and it's great information that makes me grow, I don't really care what Mm. microphone you use. And we spend so much time trying to figure out what's the right this, what's the right that, you know what the right is? Done. Get it done. Do it. Start it. Try it. And guess what? What happens if you fail? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing happens. And what is failing? And Nothing what is happens. It? We determine that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. What it is is an experiment that um, that proved to me the wrong Ooh. way to do something. Yes. What did uh, Edison did it? He did the um, light bulb. Was it 10,000 Some crazy times? number. 10,000 mm. times. Right, 10,000 times you tried something, you know, and now you're in the annals of history. So if you think, and and this, I have to tell you, after I speak at events, I speak at a lot of events, and um, I always have a line of women afterwards that want to come and talk to me. And the number one, the number one thing they say, the most consistent thing they say is, but Denise, I'm afraid to start. Yeah, afraid to start. Like, what is everybody going to say? They're going to. What if it's not good? And I say, and this is what I say to them: Listen, you're not. You weren't designed to start Mm. at an A. You got to start at a D, then work your way up to a C minus, then work your way up to a B plus, then work your way to a B minus. I mean, like that's the like you gotta go through those journeys because that's how you sharpen your product you nobody starts at at an a 
everybody starts somewhere along the journey. And so this obsession with being perfect, it is strangling amazing ideas in the crib. They don't even Mm -hmm. have a chance to get out the crib. No. And you just, I know that you just awakened something and somebody that was meant for somebody. Cause I'm, I'm already, I've already started and it awakened something in me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I feel like it's even just with something as small as changing something, changing an area of something that you're already doing is holding people back. It's stopping people from saying, oh, let me let me oh. change my podcast from Mondays to Wednesdays. They're like, oh, I'm going to lose everybody. Nobody's going to listen. <laughs> but it's something as little everybody. as that. Uh-huh. So, yeah. You know what? If you're familiar with like a Dollar General or one of the dollar stores, so if you walk through a Dollar General, I call it like the island of misfit toys. Because if you go through the food section, it'll be some crazy flavor of Lay's potato chips that nobody likes. Yep. It'll be some weird kind of Oreo cookie, you know, with hazelnut. And nobody liked it. And so it ends up, it ends up at Dollar General. Mm-hmm. So, if, so, so if these companies that are multi, multi, multi billion dollar companies with tens of thousands of employees can make a product that ends up in Dollar General and doesn't hit. And they are still productive, out here making money, out here doing their thing. Nobody is sitting around crying over the the funky flavored nope. uh, lace chip. They are selling the other flavors that do sell. And guess what? That could have been a hit. Yep. Like you gotta try. You just have to try it. And how do we get to a space that we're so afraid to try it? Just yes. try it. Nobody's gonna die. Nothing's gonna happen. And if it, if it doesn't work, guess what? You move it from Monday to Wednesday, and you you know what? Move it back to Monday. Yep. I, I mean, like it's just nothing. It doesn't matter. And it and it really is the biggest form of ego and lack of faith. To be honest, if you want to, re- my real opinion about mm-hmm. it is that everything revolves around me, and my ego is the most important thing. No, it's not. No, it's not. Listen, make it red. Oh, people didn't like it red. All right, change it back to blue. Like that's. It doesn't matter. It's that simple. What matters. What is your intention? What is the impact you want to have on the world? What are yes. the changes you want to see in your community and in your society that are, what's the reason that you're doing this? If you stay true to that, all that other stuff, it just doesn't matter. No. And you find a way, you figure it out. Like you, you'll go on and, and on, on YouTube or you'll go on, um, you'll read um, articles or listen to podcasts and you'll find a, a better way to do this and a little bit better way to do that. They're still doing it. They're still doing it. All the biggest companies in the world. They have they have 700 people doing what you do by yourself. Yep. Oh. Of course you're going to make mistakes sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know you know the, um, the digital uh, platform Refinery29? Have yes. you ever heard of Refinery29? You know Refinery29 has 90 people on salary what? that do Snapchat. That just do Snapchat. What? In the that's world? all they do is Snapchat. They have, a, they have thousands of employees. Oh, so you are gosh. trying to start a digital platform and you're trying to do something that cuts through all of the clutter that's on the web. And you're trying to do it by yourself. Like you are a superhero. You need to speak to yourself in, in hushed, gentle tones. You need to wake up in the morning and say, you are a bad chick. <laughs> you are making stuff happen, honey. 
You are making something happen in this world. Like that's what you need to do because what you're doing is it's impossible. But yet you're doing. If you have ten people that listen to a podcast, you know how many podcasts there are mm-hmm. in the world. But if you can get ten people to listen, and then you'll get twenty, and then you'll get forty, and then you'll get a hundred. Like, like it's consistency. Slow and steady wins the race. It's the, it's the, it's right back to the rabbit, the tortoise, and the hare. Yes. Slow and steady wins the race. So just don't be so hard and so critical of yourself. You know, I make mistakes. I do stuff and I'm like, I really should have done that instead of that. And I say, oh well, back to the drawing board, and we figure it out. <laughs> I don't. I, I wish, I wish I played basketball in high school because I love the game. I love to watch people play basketball. If you miss a shot. You don't get to stand there and mourn. Nope. What do you have to do? You got to turn around rebound. and do what? Rebound. Go yep. play defense, rebound. Like you got to, you have to spring into action. You don't get to stand there and mourn. Mm-hmm. But likewise, if you make a shot, you don't get to stand there and celebrate. Nope. Wow. Move, keep moving your feet. Keep taking steps forward. Keep and keep a body in motion stays in motion. Don't get too happy about the victories and don't be too sad about the defeats because mm-hmm. it's just a numbers game. You don't win a game with one shot. You got to put up 50 shots, 60 shots. That's yep. how you win the game. <laughs> right? So yes. if you are sitting, if you, if, like, like I, t- I talk to people, I do some sales training and they'll say, well, I called four people and they all said no. Okay. You might have to call a hundred people to get one yes. One. But one yes, one yes is fifty thousand dollars. What are we talking about? Yes. Get on the phone. What? Get on the phone. Mm-hmm. That and that's right? the so perfect analogy. Yeah, get on the phone. It's all a numbers game. You're going to take a lot of swings at the bat and and it's not always all going to work out. Okay, it does not matter. Is your mission still clear? Is your purpose still clear? Are you still working on executing a vision of shaping and impacting the world in a positive way? It'll all work out. Yes, it will. And it'll all work out. With what you said about the um the dollar store scenario, I feel like there's a lesson in resiliency for that too, because those companies put those weird, crazy flavors out there. And instead of saying, you know, let's just throw them all out. They say, let's sell these to Dollar General for a cheaper price. So that instead of it being a complete failure, let's get some kind of income off of this. And I feel like right. that's, that's why they're able to do that kind of stuff. Cause they say, you know what, we're going to do this, but we have a, a process for what we do when when we have failed products that's how we're so comfortable with failure we're gonna make money off of our failure yes what what that's when failure is a part of your culture if you have an organization that you have a any business and and failure isn't a part of your culture you're not an innovator Mm-mm. Because you can't innovate in a space where everybody's afraid to make to mistakes. Afraid Everybody to go for it. Oh, right. You gotta be willing to try it. You gotta be willing to try it. And if you're not willing to try it, you know who wins? The companies that do. Yep. The yes. companies that do. So, like, be gentle with yourself. Like, you are one or two people that are doing something that whole companies of hundreds of people do, and you're figuring it out brick by brick by yourself. Like that is a miracle. 
and you should honor yourself and speak to, speak to yourself kindly. Yeah, we are really hard in how we talk about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm such an idiot. That was so dumb. I can't believe I did that. You know, okay. Like, you know, you would never let a stranger talk to your sister like yes. that. Yes. But you are sitting up here, like, just bashing yourself. Like, this is hard. It's really challenging. It takes a lot of energy and a lot of faith in yourself. And everybody gets discouraged, right? And so you just just, just know that the person that is willing to step out and really try to build their own business, try to build something that they own, those are the, I just think, I think you're just a hero. I think it's just so courageous and so incredible. And I think like we can't have too many people that are encouragers of that population. Mm-hmm. So you're to your listeners that aren't entrepreneurs. You know what? I, I will go another step and say this. It's really interesting to me. I've had people I've known for um, two weeks and they are connecting me with speaking opportunities and recommending me for, you know, panel discussions and whatever. And there's people I've known for 20 years and I can't get them to like my uh, Instagram. What? You preaching. You know, so make sure that you know who's an associate and who's an ally. Mm. Make sure you know who's an associate and who's an ally. There's nothing worse than thinking somebody is really on your team and they're really not. Yes. And don't be afraid to test it because I want to test it now when it doesn't matter. I don't want to test it when I'm calling you from jail and, and I see you won't really show up. <laughs> I want to test it in a, in a really safe situation. And if you're not down for me over the smallest things, it doesn't even cost you anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that matters. That matters. So I just think it's a really it's so if you're if you're a, a, a audience member that is not in um, the entrepreneurial space or you know who's just thinking about it, like just really support 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 any way you can. You know, I always end everything and I say, hey, make sure you follow me on Instagram, follow me on social media. You know why? It matters. Yep. It matters to our small businesses when you do that. So y'all can follow me at official DHAM and watch her work TV. Uh, and you notice that I slid that in there because um, you have to, we have to learn to ask for what we yes. need. Yes. I knew you were going to, I knew you were going to touch on it. I wasn't sure how, but I'm happy that you just mm-hmm. said what you said because a closed mouth does not Don't get, get fed. fed. And if you do not speak up about stuff, I had an issue with this. That's why it really hits home with me because I was one of those people who I I felt like I was good at things. I knew I was capable of things, but the opportunity would present itself at work. Someone would say, you know, we have this position coming available. Who wants it? And I, I knew that I'm qualified for the position, but I'm like, oh, but no, you know, let me see if they come to me and blah, blah, blah. But no. I, you be done missed out on every opportunity that sure comes your way sure because you don't want to speak up and say, "Hey, I got this." You know, give me the give yep. me the position. I'm I'm the one who y'all need. That's right, and and you know what? I don't know if you um saw there's a recent um judge that was being um in, just interviewed for a judgeship, a federal judgeship for the United States government, mm-hmm. and they, he asked them, "Have you ever tried a case?" No. 
Do you know what a, a motion in limine is? No. Oh, Have wow. you ever taken a deposition by yourself? No. And I tell you what, I tell you what, I've heard all my life as a as an African-American woman who has worked in corporate America, I've heard all my life how um, affirmative action is so terrible and it really puts unqualified people in the mix. And takes and opportunities. Here, and here is this man he was here. I was to be um, Caucasian. Here is this man who literally has never tried a case. You understand what I'm saying? And he thinks <laughs> he thinks so highly of himself, mm-hmm. and they think so highly of him that they put him up to be a federal judge. So hear me, audience. Everybody, lean in, lean in. I want you to hear me when I say this. I'm leaning. This ain't a. It ain't about fairness. Mm-mm. It's not about who works the hardest. It's not about it. It is about people who put themselves in the path of opportunity. Yes. It's about relationship, consistency, and knowing the right people and being the right people. Mm. Right. So, like this idea that um, you know you're going to have to be perfect to get this done. It is strangling us. It's not stopping some other people. That dude had never tried a case, Mm. but he feels like he can be a federal judge. But you have 95% of the qualifications and you're not sure if you can do the job. Nope. Don't even want to apply. You don't even apply. Come on, player. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Come on, man. Applying, and that's that's another big step too. Is that if, even if you're not qualified and you apply because you want that, sometimes those people will sit you down and say, "Hey, this is what you need to do to get right. this and kind of position." Your path, you'll get your path forward, mm-hmm. and that is valuable. And don't get your feelings hurt if they didn't pick you. Okay, they'll pick you next time. They'll pick you someplace else. Stay engaged in the process. Sometimes yeah. we get a little pouty. We didn't get our way the first way, right? Like just, just stay engaged in the process. You don't even know you had this interview. Like when I started working at AOL, I had an entirely different job and I'm like, we could talk forever, but I got to tell you this quick story. So, (laughs) So I worked, so what AOL at that point was sold by Time Warner. Time Warner would sell it to, um, people that had cable. So I was hired to train the Time Warner cable reps on how to sell, um, um, AOL. That was my job, right? So I, I, they hired me. They brought me up to um, headquarters in um, Dulles, in the DC area, um, to do my new employee training. And then I went home, and I was supposed to report to work the next week. Okay. They called me, so they had a private jet. AOL had a private jet that went between DC and New York all day long. Oh, so Lord. they get yeah. So that's how we got back and forth. So we they call me back and say, hey, can you come? It's Friday. Hey, can you come um, back to Dulles because we want to um, talk to you about something? And I'm like, doggone it! Did I lose this good job already? I had this job about three minutes. But anyway, <laughs> so I go up there. I I go um back. I get on jet and um, um get back to headquarters. They they bring me into a room and they say, listen, we decided to go in a different direction with your position. I was like, oh man. Um, he said, but but what we are doing is we're putting um, reps in the top markets, all the top 20 cities in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, we And they said, you know, we know you've never done anything like this, but we think you can do it. Here's the list. Wow. Pick a city. Wow. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? 
pick a city. Oh, pick a city. So at this point, I'm a single mom. My daughter is, I think she's in like second or third grade at this point. Um, And I'm like, what are you talking about? Pick a city. I live in New York. Like, leave and go and pull up, uproot my child and go do whatever. And I don't need for a job. I don't even know how to do. And they were like, yep, that's that's what we want. And so I went down the list because I'm thinking they are crazy. What are y'all talking about? Um, I go down the list and it was like cold. It was like Denver, Chicago. It was like cold, 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 cold Miami. And I said, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I said, I don't know if this is something I could do, but if I was going to do it, I would, I would want Miami. You know, I would want to like all, like somebody to pay you to relocate to a new city. Right. Yeah. Miami. So, um, they say, okay, but you got to let us know because everybody's going to want Miami. Um, so I get on the plane and when the plane landed, I called them back and I said, I'll take it. I was, I moved in three weeks. Oh my goodness. Talk about opportunity. So when somebody says, oh my gosh, Denise is so lucky. No, no, no. No, no, no. You, you know what? That risk. It's courageous. You got to leap. You got to be willing to not know. I did not know what I was doing. I, but I ended up being like the number one producer of impressions wow. with the smallest budget. Right. So like the, the, you can learn anything if you're smart and you're committed, you can learn how to do it. And it makes me so sad when I hear people talk themselves out of things. Don't tell yourself. No, let somebody else tell you, no, right. don't tell you, no, <laughs> that's just sad. That's just sad. So just have the courage to really like, just try it, throw it against the wall, see what works, see what doesn't work. If it doesn't work, you pivot and you do something different and you take the learnings from that and you go do something else. Like just try it. Just try. Don't take yourself so seriously. You have your whole lives ahead of you, your whole life ahead of you. Don't take yourself so seriously. Don't be so fearful. Trust Mm -hmm. in your greatness. Let yourself be great. Denise, you done said so, 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 so much today. So much to the point where I think (laughs) I might have too many quotes for you, but I'm going to work on dwindling them down a little bit. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to try to find the best ones because I cannot believe the amount of information that, you know, we shared today and just the amount of information that we didn't expect to talk about that could really be beneficial to someone. And with Watch Her Work, because I do want people, you know, to know what's coming, what can they expect from Watch Her Work, um, you know, in this new year, 2018? Woo, we got some good stuff planned. Um, (laughs) We are um, releasing, towards the end of January, our courses. And our courses are a little bit different than other people's courses. It's It's a moment in time toolkit. So let's say you found out yesterday that mm-hmm. you were pregnant. Okay. You're pregnant. Okay. okay. So it's a checklist before you go talk to your boss. It's Ooh. a script on what to say. It's how do you, how and when do you tell your coworkers? What do you do about morning sickness? You got to operate all day. How do you sit so your feet don't swell? How do you set a boundary? Set a boundary so that people don't touch your stomach. Oh you have to use the bathroom gosh. all day long. Like, it's just like everything that is about pregnancy as it relates to work. Yeah. So we have that. Yeah. We have first job, first executive position, 
health emergency, delegation, sexual harassment. So just kind of like these points in your life that you may have a challenge and it's kind of answers to all the questions that really you don't hear anybody else ask. Yeah. You know, so, so, uh, we're releasing those at the end of January. So stay tuned. That's real soon. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a blessing because you know, it's the kind of information that you need. You don't know you need it until you need it. And then when you need it, it's a little bit too late Mm -hmm. and people make a lot of mistakes because they just didn't know how to approach that situation. Like, you know, I'll, I'll be transparent. When I started working as an executive, I didn't really understand severance. So I left a lot of money on the table because I didn't know, you know, and that's why I think it's really important to always be in a learning spirit in a always be receiving, look, seeking out information, turning everything upside down. And so we wanted to give women um, just the real deal about how to do almost everything better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's coming out this year. And I have a book that's coming out later this year, the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's um, When Sleeping Women Wake, 21 ways. <laughs> okay. 21 ways Mastering Yourself Will Help You Master Your World. Yes, I'll be getting um, it. So just don't <laughs> worry. I'll be getting it. <laughs> uh, and we're doing lots of speaking. We're going to a lot of conferences and just just really trying to touch as many women as we can for them to, you know, give themselves a space to be great. So, you know, if you have an event coming up or know anyone that's looking for a great speaker, I'd love to be considered. Will be. Um, be. Yeah. So just reach out and connect. And it's all the information is at Watch Your Work. Um, um, And, you know, we'd love to continue to build the family. Follow us on social media and stay tuned because you ain't seen nothing yet. And I was just going to ask you how people can get involved with Watch Your Work. Yeah. And we are always, we're taking writing submissions. So if you've got a great story and you want to share it or advice that you want to share, reach out to me at Denise at watcherwork.com. And, um, uh, we'll see if we can, uh, consider your submission to include on the site oh, yes. I, I was very clear I was very clear that I don't want this to be the Denise show that's why it's not watch. <laughs> it's not watch Denise work it's watch her work right and so hearing other people's stories and ideas and suggestions that's how we're gonna win if we get everybody's story that's how we win yes and you for the audience, you guys, take heed when people give you their email addresses. Because with me, everybody who you guys have seen or not seen but heard on the show, it was just a simple email that I sent. Just letting them know, you know what I was doing and how I was interested in them and seeing if it's something that they would be up for doing. And we have some big people who we, we wouldn't expect. Even just Denise. Like, what the heck? Watchherwork.com, y'all. Just a simple email asking if she has time to do something like this. So never right. be scared to reach out or ask or, you know, take just take the risk. Hey, you Absolutely. know, I'm interested. Can you do this and see what people will say? You never know. Courage gets rewarded. Mm-hmm. People love courage. Courage always gets rewarded. So take that step. You know, if if you ask 10 people and you get nine no's, thank you for the yes. <laughs> 
story of my life. I'm huge hey. on numbers. That's why I tell people all the time. Reach out to 200 people. You're guaranteed to get at least one or two yeses, okay? Right. Just, just as right. many people you reach out to, just know that that's what you're going to get back. Right. Right. Well, it, it's an amazing show and it's an amazing effort. And I'm, I'm so glad to be a part of it. Thank you so much for having me. It was nothing. I'm excited that you were that you were able to put the time aside. And you know what we went through to do this. And we make it happen <laughs> still. And I knew it was going to be great. I knew it was going to be great. And I'm just so appreciative for that. And I know you told them your um, social media and your website before, but I would like you to say it one more time because they're expecting it at the end and then we'll close it on out. Okay. Perfect. Um, so my personal is at official DHAM, as in Denise Hamilton, DHAM. And um, watch her work TV on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and. Pinterest. Oh, um, so yeah, yeah. So please, you know, take a minute to to people are really would really be surprised of how what a difference that makes when people take the time to just click that checkbox makes a difference for all of us. I totally agree. And once again, just thank you so much. And um, for everyone else, if you're interested in learning more about Denise or watch her work, definitely check out the social media handles, head over to the website. They have a beautiful website, by the way. So uh, definitely check it out. Cause I'm, I build websites. So I'm always like, is it user friendly? You know, is it bright enough? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I love the website. I think it's, I think it's oh, wonderful okay. and it's good for anybody who just wants to find some information as soon as you get to the homepage. So definitely check it out you guys and I want to just thank you guys for tuning in as well because you guys have been rocking with us you know we just started in August and you've helped us to just really get to where we are now and I am appreciative to you guys for that Um, definitely catch us next week let us know what you thought about this podcast and until then I will catch you guys next time Hello, I am Denise, and you've heard my story right here on Success On Demand.